Well, I want to say welcome to everybody and welcome to Pod Clash, the special. Um, I called it Four Top Podcasters Sound Off. So I thought we could possibly start just by say, sort of introducing ourselves and saying how we, you know, how long we've been podcasting, what, you know, what, what uh, why we started and a little bit of a thing about our podcasts. Um, so Ben, do you want to kick off for us? Uh, yeah, sure. So um, Victoria and I are old cronies. We um, we met working uh, at the Old Bailey um, a few years ago, probably more years than either of us cares to remember. And we were covering a court case there and we kind of hit it off and we kept in touch and we worked together on various things in the past. And um, when sort of COVID hit and we, we realised we were going into lockdown, Victoria had this idea that we could do a true crime podcast based around our experiences. And we both thought, well, there are lots of really, really good podcasts out there. Um, and we thought we'd just try and do it a little bit different by having it double-headed for a start. And also maybe just being a little bit more irreverent, perhaps, than a lot of them are. Because although, obviously, the, the subject matter is serious, um, we also thought, you know, we could explore some of the humour involved around perhaps how defendants behave, perhaps around other aspects of it. Hopefully, hopefully just staying on the right side of the bad taste line, um, but possibly sometimes straying over it and, and overstepping, but trying not to do that too often. Who'd like to go next? I'm always last. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to go volunteer. Next. I'll go next, sure. Okay, go on, Rob. Right. So my name is Rob, and uh, I started the podcast uh, over a year ago, and uh, I, I was smart. See, I started the podcast the day after my, my own birthday, so they're easy to remember, you know? Huh. And huh. so uh, I kind of started it just as a... A reason to hang out with my buddies and just talk about kind of whatever. Uh, I'm also a, a combat veteran and I also uh, used to be a police officer years ago. So I, we kind of start talking about some of that kind of stuff because people like to hear some of that stuff sometimes depending on who they are and what they want to hear about. But it, it kind of started like a <clears throat> hanging out with friends and then COVID happened. And then so I was just isolated with all this stuff in my head. So then I started just doing solo episodes where I would just kind of talk about whatever. And it's been kind of the same thing as Ben said. It's like a, a balance between, you know, funny entertainment stuff, but then also like more important kind of issues too and more important things. And so I like having the flexibility of talking about whatever and having a guest on and talking about whatever. So... Yeah, so it's been fun. It's been good. So I just and started your year two. Uh, and your like name. A week ago. Where did that come from? The name? Hmm. Um, I was uh, just trying to think about something unique that nobody else would have. And I, I, Animal House is a movie that it's always been a favorite of mine. It's always like that line that fat, drunk, and stupid is no way to go through life. And <laughs> so it just kind of <laughs> stuck with me. And when I searched for it, when I was making the podcast, it was uh, there was another one called Fat, Drunk, and Pregnant, which I thought was kind of funny. <laughs> so I hope, I, I, hope, I, hope, I hope she's doing okay, you know. Bless her heart. I think she's having a hard time. But uh, so, so it kind of just worked out. And uh, I said, you know, I don't think anybody would want to name their podcast Fat, Drunk, and Stupid. So I stuck with it. And uh, it's worked out pretty good. People like the name. And... Uh, 
people have told me that they're really surprised because they're like, man, your name, uh, but you don't really sound stupid. I'm like, well, sorry for the false advertisement. I, I apologize for that. I'll try to be stupider and drunker and fatter. Uh, Is that the aim then? But, the podcast? Yeah, I certainly do my best. Yeah. So anyway, so yeah, it's been good. It's just been something I've been wanting to have fun with and, and really just kind of now that I'm in year two, you know, you definitely learn a lot as you go along more like what you don't want to do what you don't like and uh twitter's been a big resource for connecting with people and stuff so i just try to have fun with it you know and whereabouts are you you were just talking about it but just for people listening oh i'm in uh, missouri joplin missouri great thank you shall we um I've, I've actually been i've been so excited to meet you Ariel, it's it's really exciting. Do you think? Because I thought maybe we could go with the same. Because you're you're both in the same country. Sure. Uh, maybe we could do it that way around. Absolutely. We are in the same country. It's true. We're in the same house. She's in the other room. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody in America lives in the same house. That's how we do it. That's really nice. It actually, I'm thinking about it. It actually might be quicker for me to drive to where you are in Missouri than to the other side of my state. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. It probably would be. So I am from Texas. I'm Ariel Cooksey. I'm the host of Malice, uh, which is a true crime podcast. comes out twice a week. I have a scripted narrative that I um, try to do, I guess, a dramatic telling of um, when it calls for it on uh, Monday each week. And then on Thursdays, I have a guest host come on and we basically debrief, break down, um, deconstruct, reconstruct, analyze, criticize all of the things that have to do with the case um, as it pertains to psychology sociology, neurobiology, um, you know, environmental factors, de- child development, trauma, etc., that really contribute to making violent offenders. So, is there anything else you'd like to know? <laughs> I, think you, I think you might have said that before. <laughs> Um, how long? How long have you been going for? Oh, that's right. Um, okay, so my one-year anniversary was July second of this year, uh, and so I guess it's been a year and a couple months and some change. I wasn't expecting that answer, honestly. <laughs> really? No. <laughs> what, what were you expecting? <laughs> no, I thought because I think I don't know if you because you you sound like you've done voice work. Um, that... I was an actor for a very very long oh. time. Okay. So, yeah, I, I actually originally went to uni for um, musical theater on scholarship. So, um, and then I decided that I hate competing with people. So, that was not for me. Ah, <laughs> oh, so you got into the non competitive world of podcasting. <laughs> True crime, no less. True. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, don't you ever feel bad? Because, I mean, nobody listens to true crime. I mean, it's like you're talking yeah. to yourself. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to pick on you in a minute, Rob. <laughs> I like these true crime podcasts will be like, episode two just released 20,000 downloads. Thank you so much. And I'm like, Jesus <laughs> Christ, are you that, kidding me? That doesn't, like, I'll be honest with you. That, that's doesn't, wild. that doesn't happen to me. Um, you know, no, she, you multiply that by how many? Oh, please. <laughs> oh, just, you've just okay, hit no, 100,000. I, I did. I hit 100,000 downloads, Woo! and it was just phenomenal. It happened on my birthday this year. Yay! And um, I, I was just so completely overwhelmed by it. I still am. Um, but it's I put out so many episodes that um, <laughs> I, any one episode doesn't have, like, thousands and thousands of downloads. 
Mm-hmm. They're all much, much smaller numbers there. I just have um, committed <laughs> listeners, I think, who <laughs> stick with me. <laughs> but I'm sorry. <laughs> Bless them all. No, I mean, honestly, that means more to me, though, than having, you know, thousands and thousands of downloads, because those are the people who are really invested in in Malice doing well, so... Great, and that's why you're here, so... Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. Chantal. Oh, no. <laughs> it's <Yeah>. your turn. <laughs> I can see you. <laughs> so, I host Lady Justice True Crime. Um, I only do cases from the UK, and I have a mix of historical crimes and crimes from today. And the whole point of it is because so many victims get lost. Like, they're just a footnote in an old newspaper or something like that. So I kind of do it for that. I'm somebody who got into true crime because it helped me survive my domestic relationship that was very very abusive um i talk to these guys now that i listen to which is very weird like they're my friends now but um it's just one of those things i it's um a safe space it's something that i can do that's a bit creative i'm somebody that doesn't get to do that as much anymore so it's my little baby my little podcast baby (laughs) Not so little, though. You're very busy. Oh, yeah, I'm very busy, but that's... Well, we're all quite busy doing it. (sighs) You are flying a bit. I like to have too much to do. (laughs) (laughs) That's basically it. It's my excuse for drinking more coffee, because if I've got so much to do, I can't sleep, therefore I'm allowed more coffee. (laughs) Sounds about right. Mm Mm-hmm. Have you actually slept since the last time we spoke? Uh, I slept three hours last night and two and a half the night before that. How'd you do it? I don't know. Uh, I look like crap. That's that's how I was just... (laughs) I bet you were really going for this one, thinking, I can't wait. I'll send you photos of me like five years ago when I used to sleep from now. Oh, (laughs) I've aged. That's so boring. I've got grey hair and everything now. (laughs) Listen, you're smashing it. Hey, but um, I wanted to also know, because I know that you started, I don't know if you mind me saying this, but you've been podcasting for a little bit longer, haven't you, than your actual podcast. Is that right? Uh, No, I was due to start mine a year before, but I kept chickening out. I see. So I've got a lot of stuff back written from way back when. I just don't use it. (laughs) Oh, really? You don't go into the box and think? No. Mm. I, I had to look over my first ever script the other day. I was just like, oh, gosh. And you're a writer by trade. (laughs) (laughs) I've decided, um, Chantel, if if I die suddenly and unexpectedly, um, could you make sure that any um, incomplete episodes or any diaries or anything, can you just make sure those are all destroyed? Yeah, um, we already had that thing about the messages and stuff. We we discussed this months ago. Fantastic. Okay, perfect. <laughs> oh my god, this is getting really sinister in a different I wasn't expecting this kind of sinister. Oh, it didn't take long, people. did it? Me and Ariel, didn't. we literally FaceTime and text all the time, so it's gonna get we weird. <laughs> it's just one of those things. I don't want people knowing my thoughts. That's terrible. I know, so you just send them to me. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the, the, the thought does occur why write them down? 
um, well, but even with like unfinished episodes, I'm like, God, it could be terrible. I haven't edited this yet. <laughs> so <laughs> you're a perfectionist. That's why. <laughs> Well, actually, that this is segueing quite nicely into what I wanted to move on to. Into, I mean, Rob said a bit about how he. Oh, I should say, I'm I'm Victoria Mitzi. I work with Ben. Well, I work, and Ben's with me sometimes, and uh, we do. Yeah, we we. So what I wanted to do was to go. Oh, I'm. Uh, yeah, our podcast is called "You Didn't Let Me Finish." So um, you're very you're very well placed to call that out at any time <laughs> because once we warm up. A bit by the end we'll be shouting but um mm. yeah our choice of true crime wasn't even necessarily a pointed one mm-hmm. so yeah and i was just saying that rob you yours is very much a kind of as you say you've got different topics you do it in different mm. ways but what i wanted to ask all of you why you think that podcasting is is going is so huge especially in the states mm. as well mm-hmm. and and why you chose your format you know what it had to do with that or was it just you know natural in a way actually if, if I go to you Rob you've, you've sort of said a bit about your format so um yeah. what I mean where are you placed in podcasting now and how do you sort of feel in that environment uh I don't know because most other podcasts that I listen to like everybody on this screen I think is much much better than than mine oh. and I always feel kind of weird when someone tells me that it's good because I don't believe it but that's so strange <laughs> for you to say that because otherwise I wouldn't have you know I wouldn't have asked you right um to come along <laughs> you know. Oh, I know but I think yeah, it's false like, modesty oh, shit, so let's just guy. move on right. <laughs> <laughs> I was like it's you're not like, that Rob you're like goodbye Rob <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <call it. laughs> no no it's just a thing for me I mean I just think that and and I, I do it for for really for me is is because I I just feel like um, for me it's very therapeutic and I like to be able to talk to people and connect with people but also uh, you know kind of just if I decide to talk about something on my own you know I'll just kind of jot some stuff down and go do it and I didn't really want it to be scripted I wanted it to sound like two people sitting together having a drink and just talking. And it could start at one thing and it could end up with something totally different and it could stay in this kind of lighthearted kind of jokey kind of you know bar talk kind of stuff or it could go to this like deeper kind of kind of thing not but not every because like i think about that i'm like well hell i don't want to bum everybody out all the time you know but but also i think a big part of it is and what i learned is you have to be you know, I want to talk about stuff that interests me because if, if it doesn't interest me and I try to talk about it, then you're going to pick that up and you're going to be like, well, this guy sounds like he's like half asleep or something. You know, I think it's just, and, and it's just, and you know, for the true crime stuff, I know that, uh, you guys do a ton of research and it's, and it's way more work on it than I do. I can tell you, I can assure you that because, uh, I don't really do a lot of work on mine, but I don't really need to, cause I don't really, you know, I don't really do that kind of thing, but uh, I think currently in the podcasting, you know, world, I guess, uh, I feel like that uh, I'm able to be flexible and able to, to have anybody on that I want uh, of any kind of, especially podcasters. I could have anybody, any podcaster on and we could talk about whatever they podcast about. We could talk about podcasting in general. I could talk, ask them about their background and their personal life if they want to talk about that, and then just kind of go 
go forward with that so you know it's a big variety for a lot of different different podcasts but uh for me i didn't want to be you know i have a bunch of different interests but i didn't want to just sit and talk about one thing all the time does it not unnerve you to not be scripted or no no it's not because uh i kind of just think about it (laughs) for me i think i have it in my head and way before i ever do it and i and it plays in my head like all the time because i'm pretty neurotic too so it kind of plays in my head most of the time and so by the time i get ready to hit record i i am so ready to get it out of my head that i'm just ready to go and just bam and i just go do it and there are times i'll have like some bullet points or something um you know and uh but i don't really write out a bunch of scripts or anything like that i mean i don't i just kind of let it be even when i have a guest on I'll have a couple things, like two or three points that I really want to talk about. But I like to leave a lot of air in there for, you know, to talk about other things and not have to go from one question to another because I think that just sounds kind of choppy. And the good thing about podcasting is that it's a more long form kind of thing. As you mean, look, I've been talking for like an hour now. So, (laughs) 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 anyway, so yeah, there you go. (laughs) What is it in radio speak? (laughs) oh i remember that yeah (laughs) but yeah no that's that's very interesting because i think that's quite i think we're a bit more freeform but ariel you you said you're scripted uh partly yes i actually have a little bit of of experience with both so uh that's kind of an interesting (laughs) way to approach things um You know, when when I approached mine, the whole reason that I decided to go into true crime to begin with is because I would listen to a lot of these um, true crime shows, um, and I didn't I didn't start out listening to indie podcasters. Obviously, you you start with the ones that are the big names that you see, right? Um, and it's as you get more into it that you start finding these gems that are are more up and coming. Um, you know, and that's where my heart really is now. I hardly listen to anybody who's who's big anymore. Um, but I realized that I couldn't find a show that talked about the things that I really wanted to learn about and really wanted to know about. And considering that I'm I'm a, a social psychologist, um, I was just like, you know, you know what? Maybe I'll just make it. Maybe I'll just make that podcast. And um, I figured I need to be able to present a case, um, you know, <clears throat> in the jargon, a crime line, um, so that people know exactly what this case is. But something that was really important to me from the start is I didn't want people going in with bias. Um, you know, if you say, you know, Charles Manson was born, um, you know, XYZ date, people go in and they're like, oh, Manson, right? I know all about Manson. And part of their brain tunes out and the other part of them is sitting there and thinking they already know the story, you know? And the fact is, is that when I went into this narrative, my mom actually came on to do the discussion, which came next. And until the very end of that tale, she had no idea who I was talking about. And that's really I think the problem with a lot of the the things that I'm finding is that you know you really do need to dig into what the background is in order to figure out how you intervene how you prevent how you rehabilitate people who are you know coming from these very pathological places anyway all of that to say 
I wanted to present these cases in a way that was more human um, to approach from a place of radical empathy where I'm saying up until the point that they have agency and chose to do these violent things, you can have compassion for them. You can have empathy for the things that they've been through. And so my my narratives often sound more story-like than um, typical true crime podcasts. Um, and then when I have my guests on, they come from all walks of life. I mean, some of them are completely, you know, have nothing to do with, with psychology or true crime or anything like that, but they've always had an interest or a fascination with those types of things. Or um, I've had a biocultural anthropologist that's a friend of mine come on. Um, and, uh, you know, my I've had somebody with a doctorate in educational leadership. I've had a, a doctor of uh, transpersonal uh, counseling who also has a master's degree in uh, metaphysics. Um, and so they're just all these really different, really interesting perspectives. And, of course, um, Chantelle was actually on just a couple weeks ago to talk about a case with me. So um, it's really great. It's, it's given me the opportunity to meet a lot of, of um, other podcasters, too. And I just feel like with the way that podcasting is going and the appeal of it, especially in true crime, you know, the more that we can collaborate and work together rather than competing against one another, the better. We all have our voices. We all have unique perspectives and something to bring to the conversation. So... Um, yeah, anyway, there's my kumbaya for you. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not at all intimidating in any way that this this is such a huge... It's beyond pond, isn't it? It's kind of the ocean of podcasting now. Yeah. Did you find that when you kind of jumped in in the beginning or things really changed since you started? To be honest, it's never been all that intimidating. It, it was intimidating to put myself out there, but I never thought of it in terms of, of a competition. It was just sort of like, I figured I would get some pity listens from friends and family. Turns out my family won't pity listen. Um, but my <laughs> Ditto. <laughs> I hate them all. Yeah. Mine won't either. <laughs> I, I legitimately, my, my mother, my brother, and my sister have all been guests on my on my show. And as they say where you're from, they can't be arsed to even listen <laughs> to their own episodes. <laughs> so... <laughs> So at least we can be guaranteed with you, none of them are out of pity. They're all nope. good, strong listens. Every single one of them. Exactly. So, you know, I mean, I just kind of, I, I kind of had to have a sense of humor about it. But, you know, you hit those first milestones where you go, oh, my gosh, 25 people have listened to this episode that I put out. You know? Who are, do you know what I always say? I look at the computer and I say, who are you? <laughs> who are you listening? I go, who are these people? I always think that I've got an admin issue. Just like I think this is wrong. No. <laughs> there are days when it's definitely wrong for the other reason. <laughs> but I think all of those things are important, you know. And and being a part of the community um, that we are a part of, and seeing the people who are being supportive. You know, I belong to a group where they consider me. They consider me. Okay, I'm putting it that way. They consider me like the most successful I've been doing it longer than most of them anyway but like um and I just look at them and they're like I got 5,000 listens and I'm like that's huge that's not something to be like yeah well it's not 
or whatever. It's like, hey, look, I didn't start with a hundred thousand. <laughs> you know, we get there. It's only up from here, and that's really something I want people to keep in mind. You know. Hmm. Is that true, Chantal? Yeah, like. <laughs> The the one thing that I found, because I came into this a massive listener, but I wasn't like Ariel. I didn't really listen to the big ones. I started Mm. with people like Adam from UK True Crime and Paul the True Crime Enthusiast. Mm -hmm. So I had a very British indie kind of background already. Mm -hmm. Coming into it, the community is so nice. Everyone just wants to help one another. It's one of those communities where because a lot of us have shared interests but we also have like shared histories we all tend to be able to be open and talk about it because we're willing to talk about such dark things anyway so it's kind of a nice little community that you can turn around and go oh I'm having a bad time especially with other podcasters I'm part of a lot of groups on things like Twitter and things everybody if I'm having a bad day I can just go I'm having a bad day and everyone would jump on board but I'm very insecure about my podcast very insecure so it's like what I said before when I try to quit like every week because I'm that insecure about it and everyone else just tries to stop me which is nice. Is that not part of the process? I mean, I, I presume with a, you know, Rob, you mentioned being neurotic about your stuff and I definitely feel like that. And you sort of, it's, it's up and down, like numbers. Mm-hmm. It's the same, mm-hmm. isn't it? That, mm. I suppose that's part of what keeps you going, that part of the process. I don't look at my numbers anymore. They freak me out. <laughs> I'll look at them and translate them for you and not tell you that you're having bad days. Check when I have to go upload. That's literally the only time that I go check is when I have to upload. Otherwise, I'll just dwell on it. Just one of those people. But it's part of the it's part of the game, though, isn't it? For me, I didn't get into this as something that I wanted people to listen to. I thought, like Ariel, that I was going to have pity listens, and that was it. <laughs> and it turns out my I'm friends so aren't even pity so listening anymore. Dear <laughs> <laughs> I literally messaged like my best friend. It was like, oh, what do you think of the latest one? He was just like, oh, I didn't listen to it. I was like, yeah, typical. Thanks. Thanks for the support, love. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so it's, it's one of those things. I don't look at it because it just freaks me out that so many people have listened to mm-hmm. me blabbering to myself for an hour. <laughs> and does it bother... Does the comparison to other podcasts, is that something that bothers you or do you not mind about that bit? It does a little bit, especially because we kind of get grouped into when we start. So mm. there's a load of um, ones that started... In October last year when I did and we all kind of get chunked together and then everyone compares their stats I don't talk about my stats to anyone mm-hmm. but everyone compares their stats and things like that and it's like well that's how successful you are I don't think that's where your success comes from I think it's the interactions you have with people that listen to you I've made some really good friends out of this that I never really expected to come from this so I've got these lovely little friendships that I can actually rely on outside of podcasting but where does it fit in? And this is kind of a, a, a scattered question. Where does it fit into your life? Because it seems like it sometimes has to take over. I, I'm learning, you know, and I'm learning that sometimes I don't, you know, I think I'm going to finish by then to release then, and it's just not happening. Uh, my, it filters into everything. There's times where I'll be travelling and I'll just, like, if I have to travel for work, I'll mm-hmm. sometimes purposely take the train just so I can work on the train just to get an episode out. Mm-hmm. 
But what motivates you then? Because I enjoy it. It's something that I... Mm-hmm. I would not... I spoke to a victim's mother the other day and we've mm-hmm. become quite close. How do you turn around and say, oh, you're just an episode? Because that's not what they are to me. Every single person that I feature on this is somebody who... I, I don't want to profit off somebody. There's mm-hmm. somebody that, you know, they mastered. They, they were loved by someone. I'm mm-hmm. telling their story. It shouldn't be just oh well I do that let's have a laugh about it mm-hmm. that's actually Ben shall I get you shall I allow you to say something <laughs> no I'm enjoying I'm finding this I, fascinating I'm enjoying I mean, being in charge I thought I'm, you'd fall asleep <laughs> no what's nice no, is that I mean... you are <laughs> no you'll hear the snoring <laughs> <laughs> that is um, very true what's it what I'm does a... it sound like because you you're not you are a podcaster because you put your podcast hat on for an hour a week mm. but how does this sound by not being and is there anything that you've thought oh these you know who are these well, guys what are they doing well, I mean I, I, I agree with I mean I think you're right Victoria I mean everybody here is, is, is quite different to me because I'm not um, I don't do any writing um, I don't do any of the work at all you do it all um, you and I sort of get together for an hour or so a week to record and kind of that's it and um, and I think for me I mean I'm probably with Rob on this in that the, the, the podcasting thing for me is about the spontaneity it's about you know you and I just sitting down and okay we're digging through notebooks and we're looking at old stories and new stories as well and current stuff but it's a bit more stream of consciousness for me it's a bit more I mean and the thing the reason I really enjoy it is because for years and years I was sort of broadcasting and having to um well not stick to a script as such but certainly there were very clear and well-defined limits on what I could say um limits imposed by the courts if you're court reporting or limits imposed by your employer in terms of taste and decency and for me the whole point of podcasting is the freedom to just say what you want and not have the indecency of it all Absolutely. I can be as indecent as I want. <laughs> I've and, never uh, heard so much swearing from you. <laughs> That's right. Even in real life, I don't swear as much as I do in our podcast. <laughs> because it's both big and clever. <laughs> do you want to ask a question? We haven't actually put our heads together and sort of organised anything. Is there anything you want to... What, me? Ask, ask the podcast. <laughs> The podcasters and the people who are sort of podcast heads type of thing, because you don't listen to podcasts, really, do you? Well, yeah, thanks, Ben. I, I, well, I've listened to every one of <laughs> yeah. these podcasts just to check it out. But no, I mean, I, I'm, not, I'm not a natural podcast person. Um, I don't know, what do I do? I read, I watch telly. Um, I listen. To, the thing I listen to most is the radio, I suppose. You know, Radio mm. 5 Live and stuff. So, but, That's you know. actually really interesting that you say that, because I wanted to ask, because radio is very big in the US, and I'm wondering how podcasts are getting... As, what is it the radio's not doing, do we think, that podcast is kind of filling, if you will? Rob, do you want to start on that one, or? Sure. Um, the it probably about the mid two thousands satellite radio mm-hmm. uh, started here, Sirius XM, mm-hmm. and a lot of people started going to that because it was no commercials. Mm-hmm. It was uh, you could listen to all you know Led Zeppelin channel or all hip hop channel or all whatever channel, and then you had shows on there like Howard Stern moved on there mm-hmm. and to me Howard Stern is like the first podcaster mm-hmm. to me mm-hmm. because he he had the long form interview say what you want do what you want you know love him or hate him I mean but it's kind of that was where the format to me was born out of mm-hmm. 
and then you had internet radio like like our iheart radio kind of popped up and mm-hmm. stuff like that and you had radio people move to that and then the podcasting kind of <clears throat> kind of started and a lot of people don't listen to, to regular radio here in america anymore at least a lot of people i don't, that i know mm-hmm. most everybody uses their phone mm-hmm. or satellite radio uh just because the local radio stations a lot of them are disappearing right uh, they all rely on on ad revenue you know and so a lot of that kind of started to dry up mm-hmm. uh, so I, th- I think podcasting started to gain some ground um, just because and it's funny because it was it was seen as like a lesser form of entertainment for a long time mm-hmm. but now it's like such a big deal and I think since uh, the pandemic there's probably been like a hundred bajillion ones that have started here at least that I know of mm-hmm. So, I mean, would you agree with that, Ariel? Oh, 100%. I think, you know, part of the appeal of podcasts, too, I mean, absolutely what Rob was saying about you can select what you want to listen to when you want to listen to it as opposed to radio. Um, But also, I feel like it's a great equalizer, you know, because you can listen to radio shows. I know I grew up listening to a radio show, um, you know, that I loved and, and thought, you know, this is fantastic. I could do this. I'd love to do this. How many people think that and and have never gotten on to be a radio DJ, you know, or a, a host of a show, um, you know? And with podcasting, you know, both, <laughs> I guess it's a double-edged sword. Literally anyone can have a podcast, you know? I was actually pretty do. shocked when I started mine. I'm like, this is all you need? Exactly. I thought you needed like a... You don't have to go to a class or something. You just start talking. Yeah. I, I'm like, oh, okay. Huh. You know, I, it was. It's funny because, um, you know, I, I was talking with one of my best friends on the air at one point on the air um, on recording, <laughs> and uh, I still have like that like radio lingo. And I oh, for God's sake, I refer to show notes as liner notes. Because, <laughs> uh, yeah, totally dating myself there. But anyway, um, yeah, I just commented to her. I was like, so what makes us qualified to do this? Have you thought about that? And she was like, um, you know, I, I think we've learned about this. That What about you? And I was like, oh, because uh, literally anyone can do this. That's, that's what qualifies us to do this. So people are going to listen or they're not, you know. But it gives so many more people the opportunity to get their voices out there and get their opinions out there. And even if you don't get you know, millions of listens or downloads or whatever, um, you know, if, even if you're not Joe Rogan, um, you know, you, you can get something out of it. It's therapeutic in a lot of ways. So, um, but yeah, I, there's definitely been a fall off of, of radio here in the U S and, you know, podcasting just seems like something that people become invested in and they find their tribe. They find the people who speak to them, you know, and to their sensibilities. So I will tell. just add yeah. to that the fact that um, they let anybody onto radio here because they let me onto it. So <laughs> <laughs> and they let me onto it and Victoria. Yeah, Ben and I had jobs <laughs> in it. That they <laughs> okay, so uh, I've got yeah. a question here. Um, so Rob, you said that you thought when you started out there should be some kind of class. So I want us to imagine that there is that this is a pod class. Okay, so I want everybody to sort of <laughs> come up with one top tip for a would-be podcaster what is the one thing that you have learned not to do or that you should do or that you regret doing or you think you need to do more of hmm. Go top Rob. pod tip 
this is probably hard to to teach in a class, but one thing I learned is to be genuine and to uh, no matter what you're talking about, you you have to have so, some part of yourself in it. And a big turning point for me is when I did the episode called Police, Racism, Statues, and Flags. And I don't know if you guys have listened to that mm-hmm. yet, but that was a total departure from anything that I had done up to that point. But I I spent like two weeks thinking about that and what I wanted to do. And it just kept like eating at me, eating at me. And I was like, you know what, I, I'm going to do it. And, and I had even started doing it once. I got like 30 minutes in and I deleted it because I didn't like it. And then so when I did that episode, that was a big turning point for me because I felt so much different after I did that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, okay, all right. Th- this is why I want to do this now because I get to talk about something that's important to me, but hopefully also presented in a way that people want to listen mm-hmm. to it. That was That's important. So I would definitely say that, you know, being genuine and, um, and being able to, uh, to really talk about something, you know, tr- I don't try to be a character. I mean, I am who I am. I, I just, you know, for better or worse, you know, like when I have a guest on, I say, don't say anything embarrassing because I'm too lazy to edit. So <laughs> that's just kind of who I am. I don't really do a lot of editing, you know, uh, you know, maybe a little bit here and there. But, you know, I would say, you know, definitely you have to kind of more of a thing where you un- try to understand exactly what, not exactly what you want to do, but why you, why you want to do it. Mm-hmm. Right. I'd like to piggyback on that just a little bit. Um, You really do need to come at a podcast knowing what you want to talk about, at least generally Mm -hmm. speaking. Um, I know there was, um, oh, what's her cute little name? Allison Brie, I think, started a podcast. And her very first episode was talking about, she was like, so what should I talk about, guys? And it was like, this is not, that's not how you do it. Um, and I love her. There's nothing wrong with that. I mean, it, there are people who think I want to do a podcast and they just jump in and they start doing a podcast. But, you know, you do have to have that signature and you do have to be passionate about it. But, yeah, I guess if I had one tip or one thing I've learned, it shouldn't be about the numbers. Um, mm-hmm. And it's something that is going you if you are supposed to be a podcaster if you're meant to be a podcaster you will obsess about it it will happen it's not um you're not going to meet many podcasters who really give a shit about their show oh can i say that i can say that right yeah okay (laughs) you're not going to meet many podcasters who give a shit about their show who are not obsessive about something about it if not Mm -hmm. all of it um, you know, I, um, a friend of mine, for instance, Stephen Pacheco from Trace Evidence, also in the true crime um, genre, he spends literally hours tweaking his sound before he even starts recording. And that's it, he, every week, every week when he records. Um, and he cannot be, he, he can't turn it off. You can't turn off that fixation. Um, Eric Fisk of the Fedora Chronicles is the exact same way. Um, you know, and then there are people who are obsessed with getting their length exactly perfect or having their narratives saying exactly what they need or they're very, very concerned. For instance, people who um, do work with victims, survivors, um, people left behind, um, like Chantel, for instance, you know, there's 
a gravity, there is a weight to sharing those stories and wanting to make sure you really do justice to those people. Um, it's really important to me as well. Unfortunately, with my topic, I can't always focus as heavily on the victims. Um, when I can, I, I do. But, um, you know, it, it is one of those things. You, you feel this depth of responsibility that's beyond yourself. You know? Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it does. And Definitely. it comes across very much in what you do mm. as well. I wonder, I mean, do you then think that other, I'll say true crime, particularly podcasters, will share your sentiment? Or do you think that there are some who are doing well, which is just a read out and perform number? Um, Be careful what you say here. (laughs) (laughs) I can do that because I don't really know many people, so I'm putting my neck on the line. There's there's a very, very popular uh, (laughs) podcast worldwide. Um, that has been called out publicly for plagiarism. They have stolen from smaller podcasts verbatim, and they continue to top the charts because they use unethical practices in buying um, subscriptions and downloads. And um, people don't know about it, and they think they're fantastic. And uh, yeah, they're sitting pretty and getting a nice paycheck. Hasn't anyone called them out? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They've been called out big time, but but people who aren't podcasters don't know. And so, um, you know. And I suppose don't. That's maybe the downside of it. There's so much freedom, but there's also so much ability to be able to. Mm-hmm. do that because right. it's it's a new format as well I suppose I don't know if that's anything to do with it right I mean and there's there's very little recourse at this point we don't have precedent for it you know um, so you can say okay you've plagiarized me but what do you do if it's who's who's adjudicating that who's who's the person who would be pursuing that type of, of issue you know we, we know when it's in writing for books or, or journalism what have you you know we know when it's cinema um, you know but yeah this is uncharted territory so be warned yeah <laughs> Chantal top tip please um, probably look after your mental health this mm. can be very draining very quick because mm-hmm. you do end up falling into it you meet all these wonderful people and you're constantly on social media and um, (laughs) ariel is the queen of it i'm telling you but um i don't know how you You do it bringing up my questions before i'm asking them but i don't know it's look after your mental health because especially with if you're doing true crime Mm -hmm. um you can kind of fall into a depression because you're looking at all this stuff all the time especially i do a lot of research Mm -hmm. so it i need to have a break i'm somebody who likes to go on a comedy podcast and make a fool of myself though so right and i'm generally the sweary person in the group i don't really (laughs) apologize for that (laughs) i'm a weirdo and i fully accept that but it's um finding a balance because podcasting can really easily take over if you let it Mm mm-hmm so you mean you guest on comedy? Yes. Um, Is that what you were doing with us? <laughs> <laughs> See, I, I was being quite tame with you guys. I, I didn't go full... Uh, so on Killer Rabbit... <laughs> We've got the full pelt episode coming. On uh, Killer Rabbit, <laughs> it's a comedy podcast from Leeds. I ended up doing a sex toy review. <laughs> 
<laughs> live on air. It's just who I am as a person. I'm sorry. That wasn't live, Chantel. Was oh it? no, no. I had to pre-record that mainly because I had COVID at the time as well. I was COVID. I was trying to record to get to them in time. It was awful. With oh COVID, God. were you actually up to reviewing these sex toys? If you had COVID, I mean, didn't uh, was that it put a bit of a damper on your enthusiasm? It wasn't mine. It wasn't mine. It was somebody else's. Oh, that's what they all say. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, your time out is reviewing sex toys, right? Yeah, my time out is just sex toy reviews on other podcasts and generally being a tit. (laughs) On a serious note, do you actually schedule in time for Sex toys. For masturbation. For masturbation. Well, that's good for your mental health. I would have been gone a long time ago if Mm. I hadn't. Yeah. Not so but it's a eyesight. very tight schedule. Like you shouldn't see my diary. It's awful. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so what I've learned then is we've got to keep it genuine. You've got to know what you want to talk about. It's not about the numbers. And if you want to be obsessive about things, then that's probably uh, something of a prerequisite. And the last thing of all is don't let it drive you nuts by making sure you masturbate frequently. Yes. So thanks for that. <laughs> that's my takeaway. I'm golden now. Thank you. I think Victorian doctors it- gave us that one, didn't they? Yeah, that was yeah. all good information. It's absolutely right. They did. They knew all about how to avoid hyster- um, women becoming hysterical. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That was literally a comment on my date the other night. I'm not even going to go into that. 